0: I want to make the dinner table as big as I can so I can invite as much of my family to the dinner table and take part. And if I'm not eating dinner because there's, you know, too many people, I'm okay with it because it, my, my outlet has already been fulfilled.
1: Kick it off. Welcome to the 24:48, Lenny. I'm Sam. It's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Chelsea set this thing up for us here, like at the last minute. I was like, "Hey, I need a guest for today," and she found you and got connected. Yeah, and...
0: I was literally on the other side of the building and ran through everyone. That's so, awesome. Sorry if I stepped on you. <laughs> that's fair. Well, so what business are you in? I got to hear this. So I own Notorious Fire Company. Okay. We sell stickers, swag, and apparel. Oh, nice. Uh, I basically started out of my basement. No way. From one little Deadpool. Wearing a fire helmet on Etsy, <laughs> and here we are. No way. So, and you're a fireman too? I am, a full time. From where, sorry? In New Hampshire. Oh, in New
1: Hampshire? Oh, cool. Was oh, it, live free or die? Is that the.
0: That's awesome, <laughs> live free or die. Yeah, well, you know. We have you have options. Experience.
1: Yeah, of course, that's good. So, well, how'd you get into the business side, or how'd you get into the fire service? What came first? Give me the backstory.
0: So, a little untraditional, a little wild. Uh, I went through high school and wanted to go work for Disney as an animator, and ended up going to art school. Got a degree in art, like literally fine art. And uh, it was during the recession. Basically the same as firefighting, right? Exactly the same. Exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There weren't a whole lot of jobs because we were like kind of in the recession. Yeah. And my brother-in-law hooked me up in a a call department. And as soon as I walked in the building, I was like, this is where I belong.
1: That's awesome.
0: Um, So since then, it's always been trying to get on full time, got on full time and then the wagon circled really? and here we are merging my creative side and my love for fire that's so interesting in what the greatest, biggest show in the world.
1: Yeah, so we're live. For those of you that can't see the, uh, the, the video on the podcast, we have some listeners that listen to it just on the, on the radio or whatever. So this is done at FDIC Live here at the show. So we're here in Indianapolis. We're at the biggest show of the year. It's a really exciting place. It's buzzing. It is a lot of fun.
0: It really is, especially on Friday. So
1: Yeah. So I want to know, so when you started the, uh, the, fire, the fire thing, is it a family thing? Like you got others that wanted to do it? Or like, why did that start off for you?
0: It isn't. It's just my brother-in-law who who kind of pulled me into it. And uh, he's a fireman uh, somewhere too. Yeah, he's a he's a captain in uh, New Hampshire as well. My sister was uh, an ER nurse. She's since moved on to other bigger, better things. So we've had a little bit of that, but otherwise, it's uh, just big red trucks. Yeah. Drive fast, take chances.
1: Did you have your art degree before you joined the fire service? Yeah. Really?
0: I did. So I I did have probably about a decade of full-time graphic design, full-time oh, illustration. Wow. Uh, as a background. So, you know, when I brought them together, it was a natural fit. It was easy.
1: Yeah. How was it like going from an art world to the fire academy? When you started doing that, what was that process like?
0: It was weird because you're doing both at the same time. So in New Hampshire, you need uh, basically your fire one, fire two, and your EMT certificates before you're even eligible for everything. So, you know, taking classes at night and powering through while working full-time. and. Interviewing, finally getting on full time and saying goodbye to graphic design full time yeah. and, and moving in. But now it's gone the other way. Now I work sixty hours a week doing notorious <laughs> fire company and forty two at the at the firehouse.
1: That's so interesting. Tell me about your interviewing process. Like, as you were going through that, I mean, I feel like most firefighters in an interview are going to be talking about, like, oh, you know, I'm really good at doing a thousand push ups or like whatever you do as a firefighter. Right. But was was your graphic design experience something that was helpful or was it hurtful or how did that play into it?
0: I think what I ended up kind of narrowing down is that uh, I'm a creative problem solver. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: whether it's art or something like that, you're still creating, you're still solving problems along the way, whether the, the, the design isn't working out or the composition isn't working out. You're constantly revising, revising, revising. And yeah. in the fire service, you're constantly reevaluating, reevaluating, reevaluating And, you, you know, under tight deadlines on the design side.
1: Yeah. Or right. tight, all tight the, deadlines or problems like, okay, this building's going to kill this person. I absolutely.
0: Tight deadlines there. So I translate it back to the fire service and I tell all the new guys that come in. I said, you know, we're basically creative problem solvers under intense duress, you know, like yeah. very short amount of time to make a lot of decisions. In the art world. Both. Both, yeah. So, you know, deadlines are deadlines. Yeah. Whether it's someone's life or money on the line. So. That's
1: a really interesting way of thinking about it, like that the fire service does have deadlines in it. Because you think about, like, yeah. oh, I just hang out in the station, whatever. But when you think about the deadline is that life safety element, it's like the deadline is when their heart stops. So you got to yeah. hurry. Like, exactly. Get the job done right, you
0: know? Right so it just worked out and it was a conversation that we had like we're having now and creative creative problem solving is is the fire ground is plan a is not working what's plan b what's plan c d e f and all so that's how i've i've managed to at least get it in my head to sort it out
1: that's interesting can you talk to me a little bit about your creative and your art background like what was it that drew you to that side of things and and what sort of creative work and artistic work were you best at or interested in
0: yeah absolutely so i been drawing since as long as I can remember like like yes with crayons when I was three and four <laughs> and things like that but it just never went away it was just a, a creative outlet for me and something that I always wanted to do and did and got better and better and better I went to Mississippi State for uh, to get a, gr- a degree in fine art
1: did you know that's what you wanted to do or were you like oh, Mississippi
0: you know. State wasn't what I thought I wanted to do but it yeah. ended up being a really good experience for me coming from New Hampshire and you know at age 17 showing up in Mississippi yeah this you know how did you find that school at the time, it was one of the very few uh, schools in the country that had an animation program where the animation lab was, like, wide open for you to play with. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. And it didn't have, like, set hours and anything yeah. like that. So I was like, okay. And then financially, art school is super-duper expensive. Oh, wow. And I was paying my way through, and Mississippi State was, at the time, I don't know if they are now, they were super-duper cheap. so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll try to maximize our money yeah, and that's go right. to that's a good school value. there yeah
1: that's cool did you know or did you think about doing art as a business as you were kind of going through school or what was your kind
0: of end game when you were studying no idea it was totally clueless and lost and just made stuff and that was it I got out and had no idea what to do with it no idea where to go and i had a fine art degree versus a graphic design degree so it was yeah there was no direction. It Tell just me
1: about the difference, because I'm like not at all an artist. I don't
0: know Fine anything. art, literally more like drawing, painting, museum stuff. Like something you see stuff. in a museum. Okay, got Absolutely. it. Versus
1: graphic design being like what, product catalogs. and
0: gra- like Graphic design is this. Graphic design are all the logos, brochures, web pages, uh, things like that.
1: Interesting. I feel like that's a very like specific, uh, as you're learning that skill set, like learning the You know, I don't even know what composition of art, art, of artwork is not the same as like, you know, the 2448 logo.
0: The the composition is similar in a lot of ways, but art is, fine art is entirely different in so many different ways. So, um, so there's always like two tracks with it. It's like, uh, do you want fire prevention or do you want to be operations and on the, on a truck?
1: Yeah. When you started or when you graduated, did you go immediately into the fire service?
0: Not even close. What was it like? It was like a year and a half, and then my brother was like, "All right, you, you got to come down to the firehouse and at least, you know, goof off with these guys and give back to the community." And that was it. That's Hooked. Wild.
1: What were you doing, kind of, in that year and a half between the fire service and the art school?
0: Uh, I was actually i had graduated and I was working as a as a graphic designer, like with a level, fine arts degree. With a fine arts <laughs> degree, um, I happened to know the software like Photoshop and Illustrator and things like that, and yeah. it, Fortunately, it translated well into graphic design, and that's where we've been.
1: That's really cool. And so, walk me through the academy. So you're out of out of the art school. Yep. You're kind of working as a graphic designer, whatever. Your brother-in-law says, "Hey, I want to I want to have you come join me in the fire service, right. whatever." So, how's that? How's that start? How's that work?
0: We're just in a call department. So, uh, state of New Hampshire offered uh, uh, basically your firefighter one or firefighter two classes, uh, two nights a week and uh, a weekend. So. We just sat through it So after it was just hours. like
1: volunteer time at that time. It wasn't like, Absolutely. hey, I'm hired
0: for this agency. I'm going to do this thing. Exactly, yeah. So the department sent me to the school. They paid for, paid for the class, but you were on your own after that.
1: Yeah. Were there other guys in the academy or in the department that were artistic or graphically oriented?
0: No. No? <laughs> not at all. No.
1: Did you ever work on, like, the patches? I mean, like, I think about the fire service, and, you know, at face value, it might not have a lot of art in it. But then when you think about it, every station has a logo, and every station has a patch, and every agency has their own subset. I mean, even stations in New York, FDNY is the big agency, but every little station's got
0: their gig, you know? Absolutely. So it it worked out in some ways, but by default, I was the guy that ordered the t-shirts, designed the (laughs) t-shirts, and handled that whole side of things, which was really fun anyway. It was something I did, and I had the contacts for so it worked out. That's really
1: cool how did you go? So you get into the Academy, you you finish. And then did you know at that point, like, okay, graphic design is not my full time gig. I want to go work in the
0: fire service. Pretty much.
1: Yeah. What was it about it? The fire service made it for you.
0: I think same as everybody else. Uh, Brotherhood, family, a little adrenaline rush, big red trucks. (laughs) Um, For the community I was working with, it was a pretty tight group. So it was the social side of things was part of it as well. Um, And always knowing that somebody had your back, through yeah. everything, so networking was kind of a kind of part of it as well. So same, literally the same as what we show up here. That's we, cool, dudes yeah. and, and ladies from all around the world show up, and we're all exactly the same.
1: Yeah, I love here when you walk out. Like you go out to a bar, you go somewhere town. You're like, "Hey, what's up? I'm from wherever." And goes like, hey, you know, it's like yeah. instant best friends." You know? Absolutely, it's funny. In, in the early days of High Viz, which is the company I run when I'm not doing the podcast, we um, I used to not have any money. Like a lot of firefighters, like in their part time to start start a side hustle because. You know, it's not yeah. the best paying job in the world, but it's the most right. fulfilling job. So I always refer to it. But I remember I used to travel I as I was starting high-vis and I'd go stay in fire stations. It was because I didn't have money for hotels, but as I was trying to fund it, I'd like call the guys and say, hey, you know, I'm a fireman from North Carolina. I started this business. Can you guys help me? And they were like, yeah, I mean, come, come crash with us. You can ride trucks all night and in the morning go to your meeting. Right. And it was like instant best friends and instant community all around the country.
0: Right. So It's wild. It's hard awesome. to explain to people who haven't been out of like the little bubble that we live in that. There's a whole world of us out there.
1: Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how, as you became a firefighter, how
0: long did you work in in the career agency? I've been full-time, I think, 11, maybe 12 years now. Oh, and you're still there. I'm still there. Oh, Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So how did you go from kind of like, okay, I'm I'm a fireman, I want to start a business. Were you always a business person or did you have family that was business or where did that come from?
0: Totally by accident. Really? Literally, I did. Doodling on the side and just uh, drew a Deadpool. The wife said, "Hey, why don't you just put it on Etsy as a sticker?" And five years later, we're making all this other stuff. But it was a little Deadpool that kind of just—it was one of those things. Like, oh, I got a sale today. That's cool. Oh, I got two sales this week. That's oh, cool. Wow. Oh, I wonder what it'd be like if I made—if I did a hundred dollars in sales a week. I wonder what it'd be like if we did more. What if yeah. we did more? And now it's just where do we go with it? How far does this go?
1: Did you graduate from the Etsy platform? Is that like a thing you do as you're starting a business? Or is it like, hey, this is a tool that can be used and scalable? Or I know nothing about this space.
0: I think we did it for a long time. And then the whole Danny would go thing down in, down in Atlanta, I, I drew, I illustrated a, a sticker of that. And what, I just posted it. That. And what that, is that? So Danny Dwyer, Atlanta Fire, um, had gone in and he had, there was a, controversy over whether or not he did the right thing or followed uh, sops for the city of atlanta
1: saved a lady grandma in a house something like that something like yeah that. i remember exactly. okay i know the story i won't dive into it but yeah i remember so that then one. a
0: few months later he got roasted for it essentially yeah by, i do remember the, the story
1: yeah i was like ah, oh,
0: yeah okay i got it and i was like well this is a big deal because you know he went in and did did the a job
1: sim- of a firefighter protect property and save lives well let me guess save lives save lives. i'll take that any day so there
0: was a Whatever it was, and it came out in the newspaper or yeah, on, the, yeah. on online, and then I was like, well, this kind of this kind of stinks, uh, and man. and I made like a little sticker thing, but it wasn't really a sticker thing, and it just became something, and people started asking for it, and it took off in social media. It kind of went viral a little bit. Oh, that's cool. Um, got in touch with Danny somehow, and we're like, we're gonna make some oh, stickers. Oh, so
1: you guys actually met each other.
0: We haven't. We talked on the phone, like, and yeah, yeah, that's so cool. So essentially, like, you know, the sticker came out, and we made all these stickers, and all the money. I was like whatever we make, I'm going to donate to whatever Danny wants to donate to. That's um, cool. And it ended up blowing up. We did thousands and thousands of these things. And I had no, no This is going from like, Hey, I'm going to send out 30 stickers a week to all of a sudden here's six, 6,000 stickers you got to send out in that's overnight. No so way. that kind of started the, started the ball rolling.
1: How do you manage like that type of ex- explosive growth or like, uh, that's so unexpected, right? Like you're selling a these things yeah. on Etsy. How do you even print them? Where does that, I mean, there's gotta be a, I have oh, no, shit, mommy, no you know.
0: idea how all that happened. It was <laughs> it was immediately going out and finding a bunch of people online that could get me stickers as fast as possible. So it was
1: like you know, Google, like sticker printing, outsource, whatever. Literally that,
0: yeah. Oh, Literally wow. that. Otherwise, I was just making like five or six or ten stickers at a time uh, with a cricket and a laminator. No way. Yeah, it was wild. So once that all took off, it was like, all right, now we're in trouble. Then all the stickers come in, and how do I get them all out? Yeah. So you're buying, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars of stamps
1: Oh yeah, the and stamps is a thing, you know.
0: How do you put a postcard and a sticker in an envelope, lick it and stamp it and? Yeah, six thousand times. I mean, that's a lot. Right. So again, the brotherhood, right? You I called sh- the guys at the station. Hey, I-, I showed up to the station and we laid out all the tables and all the boys <laughs> came out and we were like, Stickers, and that's
1: awesome.
0: You know, have you know, three hours we sent out all these things. And I
1: feel like that's cool too because it's like it's firefighters supporting a firefighter. That whatever. I know there's a lot of controversy, right. right? Maybe got a raw deal, maybe didn't. But I feel like the firefighting community
0: to support that guy. That's pretty cool, you know? Absolutely. So everybody's on board with it. Yeah, everyone and at the
1: station's probably like, oh, yeah, let's do
0: it. So now all the guys that I brought with me, they're they are all in the fire service or EMS, and they're all the, the guys that I worked with and I trust and we trust, and, yeah. and they're over there now killing it
1: That's so I can so come good. over here
0: and hang out with you. Oh, I love they that. They literally picked me up and threw me out and said, go. <laughs> Go do that.
1: That's such a cool story. I didn't so. realize that was the kind of the back-end connection. So what do you guys do now? I feel like the, uh, the, the sticker business obviously grew, right? I mean, like you're doing one or oh, two, maybe yeah. 6,000, and then you're cool. here at FDIC, the world's biggest you know, fire conference, the right. U.S.'s biggest fire conference.
0: Yeah, I, again, I stumbled into doing tumblers. I was the first oh, guy really? to show up, and I had a decommissioned Scott SEBA bottle. I took a photo of it, and I wrapped a tumbler with it, and those blew up and literally accidentally following into all of this stuff that's cool. It's not my fault that it's doing it yeah i'm just trying to keep up with it how did
1: you learn things like the social media side like because obviously i'm sure you guys must share this stuff online like right. this following
0: how did you learn to do that and harness that to make your business go fast i don't know if i've learned anything what do you guys do in I, that space just desperately try to continue to post content Uh, Continue to try to get stuff out there, answer questions, and and be as close to the community as I can since we're still part of the community. Yeah. And that's it. What's the
1: feedback like from firefighters? So I feel like when you're a firefighter-run or firefighter-owned business, you got the backing of a million and a half people around the U.S. that are ready to help you at the drop of a hat. Yeah. What's the response been when they come see you or they ask about your business here or or any any event?
0: So far, it's been 10 out of 10. It's absolutely amazing that... Um, you know, I get a chance to, to use both graphic design and my love for art together and give guys, you know, things that they didn't think they wanted and things that are cool and different from the normal stuff that's always out there. Yeah. It's not so much, you know, like uh, Mama Loves Firemen or My Wife. Yeah. my You know, like... The, the more traditional, the, like... Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not that. It's it's a little bit more on-duty For duty more the firefighters, yeah. For the firefighters, so that's really Um, cool I think they've had a lot of appreciation for that and they they constantly give me new ideas and I'm happy to use them as as much as I can and I don't know that's cool I literally don't know this is all (laughs) it's like a we got this train moving and I don't know how to slow it down and it just goes faster and faster and faster and it's like try not to fall off
1: that's fun you know I was talking to a guy earlier that came by the booth and he was like hey I love the 2440 I've been watching it and I was like the guy doesn't know me from high viz. The guy knows me from the podcast. And he's right. like, I started a business, and I struggled with some stuff, and I just, I think they do upfitting. And they heard we had a guy named Larry on, and really cool story. And Larry was talking about, um, I can't remember what the story was. But anyway, he came by and told me about it. And uh, the guy was like, it was just nice to know that someone else had the same problem. Oh, and yeah. and like when someone hears the same problem over and over again, then he's like, I'm not the only one there. And so it was like gave him kind of energy to keep pushing forward. Great. Right. And I hope that messages like this, when I hear your story, it's like. Dude, I don't know where I'm going. It's like the thing's growing no. on its own. It's nice to be able to explore that, and extrapolate that, and kind of just pick it apart a bit.
0: Yeah, and that's the that's the beauty of it. like your podcast. It's that's where I'm trying to learn from from that. I'm like, who made the same mistake, or who found the answers, or am I losing sleep over something stupid? Or yeah. and it turns out like no, we're all doing trying to do the same thing, have the same problems, stress over the same stresses.
1: What are some of those things that you have been maybe not concerned about? But they're like, what are some of the stressors that you weren't expecting as you were? You know, going from a couple of stickers on Etsy to, like, an actual business that's at FDIC. Like,
0: what was hard? Moving out of the house is hard. <laughs> Paying rent is is tricky. So, you
1: guys are now in a proper, like, it's a business, with oh, a yeah. business space.
0: Yeah, we have a dedicated space. My wife literally told me to move everything out. <laughs> the only thing I have at home now is a bed and a place to put my clothes. That's awesome. My sandbox is at the, at the shop. Um, we... Basically, design, print, produce almost everything in house, and we ship it all out. So, so, you have the
1: machines and everything?
0: We have all the machines and everything. Oh, so, wow. Uh, printers, cutters, you name it. What was it like
1: on. buying your first piece of equipment?
0: Not too bad, because it was just a Cricut and a <laughs> nice. inkjet printer, Yeah. But then the next one was, you know, scale it up so we can do stickers a little faster, and then recent, well, not recently, like a year and a half ago, we got a, a UV printer, and those things cost oh, wow. literally as much as a brand new car. So <laughs> yeah, that's real money then. We're, we lost some sleep over that one.
1: I be bet, honest. I bet. So how do you know, like, when is it time to move out of the house? What, what was the motivator for
0: you that was like, all right, I got to do this? So, the wife funny mine's the same way so she said wife.
1: no more soldering in the kitchen <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all right, fine. It, w- it was just too much stuff to have to carry in the house uh and we have a little six-year-old named sebastian and he's like he's That's like nice. be- became the king of my space and it was fine i loved having him there it was like so cool to have him running around and be part of it and i get to hang out with him and yeah and, but then he's a curious fellow yeah, and you As probably is got, like, any inks kid that's and knives forward. and stuff around. Yeah, so I don't want him to get into things that he shouldn't get into because it's not yeah. his fault, and I don't want him to get hurt because it wouldn't be his fault. It would be my fault, so let's move all this out and yeah. give him his space, and I'll have my space somewhere else.
1: That's interesting. How did you wrestle with the struggle of that transition? Like, what was the first space search like? And Walk me through that process of the business growing up.
0: No idea. Literally, Google it. Google New Hampshire Warehouse Space. Yeah. And then uh, try to figure it out, look at a couple places, get scared, stop looking for six months, <laughs> then go looking again and being like, I we just can't do it. We yeah. Just can't do it. So did you
1: bounce it off of folks at the station or who were who were your not just mentors, but like who were your sounding boards that you brought your struggles to?
0: So my captain at the time is the owner of Rekindle Lids. Oh nice. So we got to we got to sit at the the table at the firehouse and we were constantly bouncing things back and forth and i was like man i just that little room in the basement is just not enough anymore and he's like well you gotta you gotta get space get more space I don't. Or I'm sell stickers. You know how many stickers you got to sell? Like a little four dollars stickers. You got to sell to pay rent on a thousand, <laughs> two thousand square <laughs> foot. Yeah, that's true. It's like a like a coffee shop problem. Coffee's only five bucks. How many coffees do you have to sell to meet whatever? Well, we got to sell sandwiches too. Yeah. We got to sell this too. So and is
1: that kind of why you started adding other stuff and diversifying your portfolio?
0: A little bit. And I didn't want to be a one trick pony because yeah. what happens if everybody has a Deadpool sticker? Yeah. Or nobody wants any more Deadpool stickers. Yeah. So. Yeah uh diversify do some more stuff constantly challenge myself to do something new design something new and pay rent and pay for a printer and pay for people and
1: yeah so tell me about your employees now
0: so right now over in the back i have uh ken who's my right hand man uh he good and bad with me not him uh he sticks by my side and and Literally works his butt off. He's over that's there awesome. working his butt off now. I trust him with everything. That's great. Uh, we have Andrew who taught me to love EMS and challenged <laughs> me to be good at EMS. Really? So he's uh, a fireman or a medic
1: somewhere? And he's a
0: paramedic, and we were, we were new together and caused trouble and trust him with everything. And he joined us this year, which that, is awesome. He's cool. over there killing it now. That's um, awesome. We had uh, a new person join our department, Amelia, who is brand new to all of this. She's bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and all the things like you wanted a new person. Yeah. And... Initially, I didn't want her to go because she's like new and probation, whatever. And so I went through my list. One of my really good friends, uh, Nate, him and his wife just had a baby last week. Congrats, Nate. That's uh, awesome. So he was off the list for FDIC this oh, year because yeah. of the baby. So I was like, Amelia, do you want to go? And she was like, Oh, yeah, let's that's, go. That's awesome. So, so they
1: work full time for you. They come in and help at big events and then ha- have normal jobs too or?
0: They're, they're, all, they're all full-time firefighters or full-time paramedics. So. No way. Oh, that's awesome. So, so they got time in here. the 48 to do stuff like this. Absolutely. So they join us and are dragged them out here. And back at home I have Ashley who's uh, who works in the shop sometimes too. So like we have a and she's a full-time paramedic, so we have lots uh, of cool. uh, lots of people in the family. How do you
1: think about like when you hire your first employee, even if it hires a big word, it could be a contractor, it could it be is, buddy, yeah. but like when you hire somebody how do you know it was time? I mean, I feel like that's a hard decision to say, like, okay, I can't do this myself.
0: Uh, if I don't go to bed before midnight and I have to get up at 6 and we just still don't get everything done, that it was time. I didn't, I didn't know how to do it, and I still don't know how to do it. I'm not, Ken makes it easy, uh, <laughs> and the rest of them make it easy, but I, you know, some days we're super-duper busy, obviously, like, Christmas, like, from October to the end of January. Oh, is there a cycle? Just busy, busy, busy at Christmas time, and then there's, like, a little lull, but we're prepping for this show, so it's busy doing that and summertime slow but whatever so there's ups and downs but I don't I don't know they're super flexible because they're uh they're awesome people and they believe in what we do and they believe in the brand and they like the product so if I say hey I need you for 20 hours this week they're there if I need you for zero hours there there's no moaning and groaning they're like cool I'm gonna go on vacation for a day
1: yeah that's really interesting so as you guys you know are like growing this business and you're thinking about like You're still a fireman. Yeah. What's the conversation like at the station about, like, does business come up? Or is it a thing that's like, ah, we do business on our off time, station, station time?
0: I try to keep them separate. Yeah. Um... Usually, like sometime after 8 p.m. when everybody's doing their own thing, then I'll go my room and I'll start banging out like emails and all that other stuff on the side. But otherwise, like I try to keep it entirely separate.
1: Yeah, I remember when I was running EMS.
0: It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. Well, that
1: was the thing. It's like I want. I need to talk to the guy. The guys are business. Yeah, they got landscaping coming or whatever. So we'd always talk like talk shop. But then you know the deal with our chief was they would always say, "Listen, when that gong goes off, you better damn well be in that truck in 30 seconds, or I'm gonna have you." I'm like, "All right." So we'd go. It was like, but as long as station duties are done, like do whatever you want while you're here. Right. Station duties are done. You're trained and you're on duty. As long as you respond on time, I don't care what you do. So right. that was nice. And it let us kind of have fun, you know, not fun conversation, but we talk, you know, like right. you got to lean on your brothers in the station to learn kind of
0: from them and their experiences. Absolutely. I think the, the one thing about being full time, and this is the challenge. And I think it came up in a couple other podcasts where people were like, uh, you asked the question, when did you know it was time to leave the fire service and do yeah. your, do your business full time. And it, it's a tough question because you're, you, there are a lot of guys who are still doing both and have a huge business or lots of things. Yeah, I don't know when that line is, but I, I can yeah. tell you that I put more time in in the business than I do at the firehouse Yeah, and that you battle with the days. So uh, if I'm on duty like on a Friday, orders don't go out on Friday and probably don't go out on Saturday because I'm coming off duty. And then there's Sunday, so now you have a three-day lull in getting Do orders have to out. Do you tell
1: people like, "Hey, sorry, listen, I'm not shift," that sort of thing?
0: I try to, but then I'm also like, this is an Amazon culture, so everybody wants stuff yeah, mailed okay, out the it next out. day. Yeah, Yeah, prime. So, so I'm small. like, "Sorry, dude, I got mandatory," and then it rolled into a Friday, so now there's four days off before I start getting orders out. So it it gets complicated in that. Yeah. And then on dude. top of it, like, the weird thing is, in this is a conversation I've had with some other guys with businesses, I said, "All my stuff gets delivered to my house." Because if I give it delivered to the shop, there's nobody there to bring it inside. Oh yeah. And New Hampshire it's like it snow six months out of the year. Oh that's year, a good point. In. Yeah, it's
1: not exactly beautiful weather, it's not Florida.
0: You can't predict when the stuff is sh- it just shows up, it shows up. Oh, even that's the funny. Amazon deliveries, right? So oh, then it would just sit outside. So what do yeah. you do? That's so interesting. I, so I have it all everything delivered to the house. And then so, you take it to work. So then at least the wife can like drag it inside, except when you get big orders. She's like, yeah. I don't I'm not moving, you know, two thousand tumblers yeah. inside the house. Like, can you put them in, you know, over there and put a tarp over it? (laughs) so funny. So, like, those are the questions that that I'm constantly asking these guys. Like, how did you deal with this? How did you deal with that?
1: Yeah, what are some of the, like, others in the space? What do other people do?
0: I don't know. Nobody has a good answer. Yeah, kind of good. They're like, <laughs> we just got by. We just somehow threw a tarp over it in the front yard and called it good. I always wonder for how it. guys like the simple things. Like, okay, you got a dog. Like,
1: what do you do if you're, with your dog in you're shift? I used to bring my dog the, like, to like the EMS base and we'd just stick her on the base behind the ambulance when the <laughs> when the alarm wasn't gonging. We we're hanging out with the dog. When the alarm was, I threw her in the cage. We'd go
0: out and do our job. But yeah, I wish I could do that with a you little can't do that with kit stickers. Right? It. It's like
1: Amazon showing up at unknown time and right. I'm going to be on a call at unknown time. That's right. such an interesting problem. Absolutely. So, and if any of our listeners have a great, great idea, you should comment it because I'm curious how we can the solve The other this. one
0: right now is like childcare, right? Like I love oh, yeah, my kiddo, do you do? but what do you do when you're on duty? They're like, oh, well, you do like daycare or summer programs or whatever. But the cycle of a firefighter is odd when you're on shift. So, yeah, I'll bring him to the shop. That's fine. But I don't get off. I don't I won't be able to pick him up till eight thirty. So, yeah. No, and there's no daycare in the world. Who's like. Yeah, we will take you for your rotating schedule just for the day. You're like, no, you have to pay for the whole week. So,
1: oh, like, how yeah, do you
0: work with the, the family side of stuff when you're trying to do your business, but then also you're doing the firehouse, and then...
1: What's that do to you, like, just from a personal standpoint, how do you balance that? And what's your what's your personal method of, like, keeping yourself whole in that space?
0: There's no balance. <laughs> <laughs> there's, do you wish there was, or are you happy with it? I don't know. Oh, really? I don't know. Oh, I'm still looking for the answer. More yeah. answers, please, in yeah. the comments. <laughs> No idea that's how wrong. we're getting there. We're just winging it. Yeah, absolutely winging it.
1: What do you enjoy the most about the business you run, and what do you enjoy most about the fire service?
0: Fire service is uh, still the adrenaline rush. I still love getting on the truck. <laughs> I still like lights and sirens and the air horn and the whole nine oh, hours. Yeah. Right, like that's still cool. I like. Yeah, uh, I still love EMS. I like helping people. Legit fixing sick people is really really cool. Yeah. So that side is still the best. Uh, the business side of things is. It's a it's a double-edged sword, right? Like I'm terrified every time I go through a set of new designs or new ideas, because I feel like I'm literally grabbing like a stack of darts and just chucking them at something and hoping one of them like actually sticks. Yeah. And you never know, but that's part of the fun. That's like yeah. the the little bit of a rush. So that's like awesome. you know, so, hold your breath and see what works.
1: When you're like when you're in the business I mean if you're designing something new do you just come up with a design and say hey I think we're gonna make this thing today and then you get the guys behind it and everyone builds it or like what is that development cycle like
0: I feel like the artist in you would be like always looking you know always looking always uh, writing down ideas always uh, continuing to revise ideas and things like that but sometimes like the light bulb goes off and you just put everything else aside and you go design it and you're like Move over everybody. We're gonna do this right now, and I want to see what it looks like.
1: Yeah. So it's not like you're not like a contract sticker printer. You're like you make your own designs and you sell your designs. It's we'll, almost like a, a brand or lifestyle
0: thing. I'm happy to take other guys' designs and do stuff like we do a lot of uh, a lot of charity designs and things like that. Like I'm happy to do that, but we're we're not made to do thousands of stickers. That's a sticker mule or somebody yeah. else. Um, yeah. But we'll we'll print some, and if you want like five, yeah, or six. I'll, I'll print five or six. Yeah. Like those that's the part of the brotherhood that I'm I'm not missing out on. Like yeah. hey man, we're really tight. We have these six joke stickers we need for the guys for this prank that we're gonna pull on yeah, them. Yeah. Like I'm in. I'm that's I am in i want to so be funny. part of the <laughs> yeah, prank. Yeah, because that's I'm, the culture, right? That's what we absolutely.
1: do. Absolutely. That's so funny. What is it in the fire station that like I feel like that's so integral in the fire service? How how do you do you do that stuff a lot or like do you talk to your audience and say like I wanna know when you're doing that funny thing?
0: I haven't asked yet because I'm kind of scared yeah right like there's some really out there pranks there's <laughs> they're, they're, like the jokes are out there oh yeah so we have some stickers and some things that kind of play with it but I'm I mean send it I and mean, I'll see if I can bring it down a notch that's to make so it a funny. little more palatable for everyone
1: yeah that's awesome I want to know more about kind of this this brand building your social presence your online audiences and how you connect with what, right. what does connection mean for your business?
0: It's everything. It absolutely is everything. Um, one of the things that really scared me probably about a year ago is that the entire business was built as Notorious LB3. A long time ago in the office world, I'm the third. So my initials LB and the three. So yeah. Notorious LB3 was my nickname in the office and it's carried for like 20 years now, right? So when I started the Etsy account, I was just like, oh whatever, LB3, that's what I used for my handle for everything. Yeah. At some point last year, I was like, this isn't this isn't conducive. It, Notorious LB3 doesn't explain what we're doing or what. Yeah. So rebranding it entirely as Notorious Fire Company had to happen. So we hung to the Notorious oh, and wow. just kind of went that way. So this LB3 thing is mostly dead, but it's still around. It's still me. It's still my logins for everything. Yeah. You know what I have? My handles, but um, branding was important. I needed to explain that we're part of the fire service. We aim at just the fire service, um, and EMS too. Yeah, Uh, and that the branding. I think having not branded earlier really slowed us down.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. The rebranding because I wouldn't know that I would know to do that. I mean, like we're high vis; it's hard as hell to spell. It's like we probably should have rebranded a long time ago. But it almost must take some foresight to say, you know. This is my name, and I'm going to change it because it's better for our audience or for our
0: community or whatever. Well, it's what makes it complicated in the social media space because you've been doing this whole thing about you and what you do and art and all these other things. So it's been your personal journey, and now all of a sudden you're flipping the switch and taking this 5,000, 10,000, however many thousands of people on this other journey. Yeah. so the content changes because it's not about me anymore it's, yeah, about, it's about it's about customers. the designs and the customers and the yeah. business and what we're doing and what we're not doing and fdic and and things like that so it's not a personal experience so that's tricky yeah because social media is me 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 me.
1: yeah that's pretty cool you know like when i think about that change i'm just curious where did you get the, you got the gumption or the idea like did you have to talk like bounces off the guys for months or like when did you begin wrestling with it and how did you come to terms with it? And then what was the switch pull
0: like? It was years. It was I knew it had to happen, but I didn't know when to do it. I did was too scared to make the to flip the switch. Hmm. And then because I'm a designer, I have an ego big enough to say (laughs) I'm not gonna have somebody else design my logo. It's gotta be mine.
1: Yeah, did you? Or do you have someone else? No, I had somebody else design (laughs) mine. And that
0: was like, you know, jump off the cliff and and hope for the best.
1: No, how did you find that person? Fiverr. No way! That is so funny. We just read ours on Fiverr, and like our whole team was like, you had a Fiverr person to your logo, and I'm like, listen, this is not Sam anymore. This is a real thing. Right?
0: It's like No, I do exactly what I wanted. I knew exactly how it was all gonna go together, but I wanted him to do a little bit of his own thing, and I said, Yeah. And how can you go wrong for like $15? <laughs> thing! <That's laughs> it's
1: funny, like that's I'm so ashamed. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that's so important is being able to leverage others to do stuff. And so if you have like Fiverr as a as a platform, or whether it's people per hour or it's one of a million job sites, right. those things are so powerful. I talk about firefighters that might listen to our platform they need to know those things exist because like if they're going to jump on and do that yeah the, hey i'm starting a business oh i don't have help oh i can't hire someone yet that's a great option you just go online you find somebody you tell them what you want
0: if you speak the language they can do it absolutely it was super easy for me and it was almost too easy which is why i'm ashamed i was like i should do this myself so that's really uh, but cool. it's really worked out our our brand, i think is is the way i like it right now and it, it allows flexibility for what we're doing and where we want to go and i don't know it's seems to do okay
1: that's awesome well tell me now if you had to give someone a pitch in the elevator for two sentences what do you guys actually do today what do you do the best
0: we are a uh, EMS firefighter first responder community our products are 100% made by produced by sent out by we're, we're doing all these things that are specific to the fire service and specific to emergency personnel I'm in it. My guys are in it. It's, like, for the people, by the people. But it was a really bad way of explaining it. It's a great way. It doesn't have that impact. It doesn't have that impact. We launched a light
1: bar at FDIC this year, and I said, this light bar is designed by firefighters. It's designed to help firefighters stay safe. Period. That's what it does. They're like, shit, okay, I love that idea.
0: Yeah, I'm not here to make money. I'm literally here. It's an outlet to, like, make cool stuff. If we're making money, that's fine. Honestly, I haven't taken a dime from the business. I haven't taken a paycheck out of it. I'm happy to pay my guys, like, this is a big dinner table, right? And the yeah. dinner table gets bigger and bigger and bigger as the business grows. I love this that. Is how I explain it to these guys. I want to make the dinner table as big as I can so I can invite as much of my family to the dinner table and take part. And if I'm not eating dinner because there's, you know, too not many people, yeah. I'm okay with it because it, my so my outlet has already been fulfilled. Like, I've gotten what I needed out of it by doing design and having uh, somebody like it. It's like a desperate cry for acceptance, you know? And you bought it? Cool. You accepted me. I'm in. That like, all the hugs cool. and kisses you get over there. Like, this is why the show matters to me. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, I've been following you for three years. I've been following you for two years. I bought every one of your stickers. And I'm just like, okay. come over here, man. Come over here, man. That's
1: awesome. Fans <laughs> all over the so place.
0: So, for cool. me, that's the fulfillment. Yes, I want to make some some money on the side out of this. but Because sure. uh, the wife is, you know, like, you, know. you have to justify your time somehow. Hey, but. I-,
1: I heard someone talk about profit is this little certificate of appreciation that people trade with you for
0: services and products
1: and it's like it's a good way of thinking of it if someone appreciates what you do then yeah they'll trade you those certificates and they happen to have faces of presidents on them and they're dollars but it's not a a bad thing to make a profit it's not a bad thing to have a successful business but it's a great thing when you can do that and you can support the community and I love the way you say it make a bigger dinner table
0: yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm trying to do. So yeah, we'll make some money at some point. Sure. And I'll stop buying more toys to play with in the shop yeah, and that's stop fair. Yep. making new things. So uh, yeah, it's all about the all about the people and all about the reactions we get and the, the stories we get from different folks and that's you know, really you get every once in a while you get a guy who like uh, wants to put the, the your artwork in a tattoo or yeah. something like really permanent, like really scary. And you're like w- this is just a crazy idea yeah, I came up sure? with out of the blue. Are you sure you yeah. want this for life? And then they send me pictures of it and I'm like, well, now I want to talk to Yeah, like, that's in, awesome. You know, my own stuff. It's really, really wild. Cool. It's wild.
1: As you're thinking about your business journey and you think about the different um, milestones, right. can you remember any like specific milestones that felt particularly impactful to you?
0: Obviously, the Danny would go thing was a big thing. It, it let me know that there was a community there who would get on board with something that was... Powerful like that, and that they that I could I could help them support it by just doing some silly drawings. So to me, that was like it was a it flipped a switch like this is real, this is legit, this has an impact or could have an impact. You better do it right, don't mess it up, yeah, or death it up. Actually, is what I said. So, like, that was a big deal, and that then turned into well, I gotta think a little harder make sure that I do a better job and that it's just not about me, it's about everybody else so then when we're moving into tumblers or anything else that we were doing i really kept in the back of my head like how is this going to actually impact people and and i wanted to be very true to firefighters right so like no firefighter wants to wear a brand new scba pack that's perfectly crystal clear clean and brand new (laughs) out of the box and pristine so the tumblers are are specifically from bottles that have been used or decommissioned. They're specifically dirty. And if they're not that dirty, I distress them to make them look dirty. Yeah. To be So for me, it's like those little touches. And that was an aha thing for me, too. Because yeah. it was like, everyone we do has to be dirty. Yeah. Because nobody wants a clean one. Nobody <laughs> yeah. wants their helmet to be shiny brand new. Like, no. out of here. So a lot of our stuff is intentionally distressed or intentionally art that was from something that was distressed or old or used that's cool. uh, intentionally, very intentionally.
1: Can you think of any feedback uh, that a customer has ever given you, good or bad, that's been memorable?
0: Yeah, everybody wants me to uh, flip the uh, the W to an M on the MSA tumblers because they're confused why I spelled it wrong. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty funny. Uh, they want to know why there's two Gs in Draeger instead of an A that should be there, which actually the folks from Draeger came over last year when they uh, two years ago when they saw us. And they're like, you, you spelled our name wrong. <laughs>
1: You're like, it's not your name.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want you to sue me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did my own thing. That's and they're funny. like, oh, well, come over here and talk to our friends. That's um, awesome. So, like, that's kind of... Maybe cool.
1: that'll be the first... Uh, yeah, that's you know, kind of fun. But fun. it made it,
0: like, fun. sort of, like, for real. Like, you know, we're, we're playing in the gray area with some really big companies. Yeah. But we're, play- we're having a lot of fun, and the guys are really responsive to the fun. And I think that's why... I have no idea, right? But I'm hoping that's why everybody sort of turns the other way a little bit. We like, should have hey. you do the
1: fire tech logo. I'd love that. Do something fun. I'll give you permission to do whatever you want with yeah. it. That would be sick. I'm in. I'm
0: in. Let's do <laughs> it. I'm
1: sick. These are cool. Yeah. What about um, in the fire service? You know, like everyone's got a motivating person, a motivating story, a motivating call. What is it about the fire service, or is there a time in the fire service that you can think, I'm in the right place? These boots are meant to be on my
0: feet. And I'm meant to be doing this job. I think. I ended up uh, becoming a pump operator, and I really enjoyed... It's not just what I enjoyed, but I I think I really got... This is, like, ego, right? Like, I'm probably horrible. And there's guys out here that are a hundred times better than I am. But I really enjoyed being on the pump panel when I first do fire. Oh, yeah? Because nobody does anything <laughs> without you, right? They're all waiting on you. All eyes are on you. No water, no hose, no... So you gotta be to good at your job. You have right to be now, good at your job, yeah. and I... I took it really serious, and I'm like, I want to be really good at this and then orchestrate it and try to get all your pressures just right and not blow off too much water and not blow off to lose all your pressure, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I thought I was really good at it. I really, really enjoyed it, and I was like, you know, at a couple of fires, really comfortable doing that. I'm like, all right, And I'm like, all right, I didn't mess it up. We, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. That's cool. And they worked out really well.
1: If I asked your best friend to tell me about what you do, what would they tell
0: me? Oh God, (laughs) I don't know. We could go get him and ask. He just yelled at us on the way by, I have no idea. Um, I'm really passionate, I'm really intense, which makes this really hard because my passion intensity is uh, playing in the sandbox and making things, and this is part of it, like me learning and growing and talking about the business and trying to share it with people and share the story, because it's it's a unique story. Yeah. but just be really passionate and really caring about what we do and how things go out. Um, one of our guys, Ken, I'm always on him. I'm like, hey, Ken, there's like three folds in the tape. Can we, can we make it like one fold? Because I want, on the other side, I want it to look really, really nice. And he's like, why do we have to put the sticker here? Because like, well, I really thought about putting the sticker here, Ken, and I'd really like you to put the sticker there. Because in my head, because I'd have all the design stuff, I'm like, it needs to be this way. So it's like really, really intense, really, really passionate. I lose sleep over every little thing because I want it to be perfect for the person on the other side when they get the package, when they get unwrap it, when they get the sticker and see the sticker and quality and all those other things, right? Yeah. So if I fail in any any of those aspects, like there's four folds in there on the tape, on the package, like it, does it really matter? No. <laughs> yeah. No. But
1: that's the side of you that you know you want to see it right
0: but I want to and it's right right like who's going to put the tape on a box perfectly when they wrap it like nobody's going to put clear (laughs) packaging tape right on it and I'm like it's got to be perfect Ken it's got to be perfect
1: that's interesting what's he think of it
0: he believes so much in me and the business he tries to do it as best he can every time and sometimes he keeps me in check and like dude there's one and a half folds in the tape It's, it's good right it's going awesome. out the door like uh, there's this concept of being uh, finished not perfect and sometimes finished is better than perfect because there's no perfect
1: it is funny like the best tool in the world sitting on the shelf is sitting on the shelf and if you right. never get the tool done you just sometimes got to ship it and like I'll tell you a story in 2014 the FireTech catalog had our website on the front it had our name on it, high-vis LEDs and it was spelled incorrectly I printed 10,000 of these catalogs here at FDIC. I handed out as many as I could. And it wasn't until like six months later, someone's like, you know, your name's spelled wrong on your own catalog. And I was like, look, I'm a terrible reader. I read this thing a thousand times to proofread it, and I didn't catch that. So I still had to ship it, print it, get it in the field, and get people's hands on it because the best tool in the world isn't right. And guess what? You still found me. And the guy was like, Touche, you're right, I did. So it's <laughs> funny, because sometimes you do just have to ship it. you got to make Absolutely. it happen.
0: Except I'd be the guy with a Sharpie, like, crossing it out. <laughs> yeah, like, and then writing it in, like, hey, I know it's messed up. And so I'm we printed a
1: sticker on, like, 2000 catalog, you, like, put a correction. Yeah.
0: <laughs> in the it's like the only way to make you sleep a little bit that night. Like, yeah. I at least tried. at least tried. We oh, did yeah. the best we could.
1: That's funny. So what's the hardest comment you've ever had to read on your social media channels? Can you think of one specifically that was like, man, you know, I'll punch that guy in the face, or I want to give that guy a hug?
0: The actually, it was last year. It wasn't even a comment online. Uh, online, everybody's been awesome for the most part. Like, I have very few complaints. Last year, I met a woman who was um, who was offended by the pinup stickers we do. So I have a bunch of pinups painted by Gil Elvern from like back in the '40s, and the copyright all expired. And I was like, all right. And then we put you know fire helmets and boots and dolled them up to be firefighters. That's awesome. And she was offended by it. She thought we were sexualizing females and blah, blah, blah. And mm. I was like, I guess you could look at it that angle. Oh, but With your fine art
1: background, that's got to be a very interesting thought process. So then yeah. I was like,
0: okay, so you're, you're not wrong. You're entitled. Your you know, perception is reality. Mm. But I did my homework. I took the first three designs and I gave them to all my friends who are female in the fire service in EMS. And I said, are you offended? Mm. Or what are your feelings towards this? And every single one, 20 of 20 said, powerful, empowered, beautiful, sexy, uh, all the exuding confidence, yeah, in control, in charge, like all those like powerful, cool, like words. And I was like, are there any negatives to it? And they're like, "There, there are not because they're not, it's not porn.
1: Yeah. They're not
0: trying to do that. They're trying to just own the room and they are like. That's so interesting. So I explained this to her and I said, you know, this is, I did my homework, I didn't, this wasn't on a whim, this isn't because I like sexy girls, which I do, for the record, but, <laughs> I, so that was a difficult, that was difficult for me, because I couldn't, my, my homework, and my work, and, and the thought process,
1: yeah.
0: didn't translate to convincing her that, it, to come back our way a little bit. Yeah, further. like, hey,
1: like, here's my thoughts, or here's how I, like, I got through this. Yeah, thing.
0: like, it's not, not, not necessarily my thoughts, it would be like, I did all these things, and I go to Chelsea, and Chelsea, hey. Are, are, yay, nay? Do you love them, hate them? Yeah. Should we not do this? Because I was willing to not touch it. I was yeah. willing to not do it, and they're like, "No, you should do it. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. I want all of them."
1: What's the? Pur- I mean, I feel like it's actually such an interesting topic. What's the purpose of art? I and mean, I feel like if, if, with your training and your thought process and that story, why do people? Ha- I mean, what is art? What's the whole thing around this?
0: Like, to tell a story. It's a visual way to tell a story, and the story of. So, uh, the story of the pinups for me is uh, strong, powerful women that men aren't degrading in any way, right? Like, they're they're just using whatever. We, if you're jacked and you're, you have all these big muscles, yeah, you're going to pick up big stuff.
1: That's an interesting point. And the fire service is full of, like, I'm sure there's logos all over the place. These dudes are huge. Arms yeah, not
0: pictures of me, but pictures <laughs> of you. So yeah, right. Yeah, the big belly in the middle, I'm sure that would go over very well. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, they just, it just That's worked so out. It just worked out. That's to be cool. like that, and and a lot of our customers for the pinup girls are women, and the husbands are buying them for their wives. Interesting. And they're in love with them. They're like, you should do t-shirts. You should do this. You should do that. And, uh, I'm gonna try. That's cool. Have you ever received a compliment that was um,
1: that that stuck with you?
0: Yes. Uh, the guys who do the tattoos. Indirectly is such a, an incredible compliment. Like something that crazy in my head could be on you forever and ever and ever. Like to me, that there's no bigger compliment than that. Right? How
1: often does that happen? I feel like it's the guys. There's more than one.
0: It's like half a dozen, right? No now. No way. Are you the serious? the big giant zombie that's sitting on the on the back of our display. Uh, one of our fans. He literally did it from from his knee to his ankle, like that large. Oh wow! And it took like five sessions. And he, he sent me pictures through every session. No way. It, it's absolutely wild. It's bonkers that he would sit through that much, spend that much money, and go through that much pain for a, a zombie firefighter. Did you design it? I did, yeah.
1: That is so cool. I feel like that's a really neat kind of part of the story.
0: It's absolutely wild. So th- those types of things are obviously compliments, but there are a lot of other folks who are just uh, they get to be the star at their firehouse because they got the cool sticker first. Or awesome. they got the Tumblr first, or something like that. So for those guys, they're like, "Hey, man, thanks for doing it. Thanks for getting them out so fast. Like all the brothers love it. You know, we got a good laugh out of this, or we did something like that. Like to me, for them to, you know, spend ten seconds or ten minutes uh, talking about our stuff and how how excited they are about it, yeah, is pretty cool considering." some of the, the BS that everybody goes through. Like, your firehouse is full of politics.
1: Oh, really? Full of drama. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was no, your firehouse has it too? I'm not the only one? Oh, yeah, it's like <laughs> a sorority house. It's horrible.
0: Nothing again. I don't want to piss off the sorority girls. That's it, fair. It, there's a lot of drama in the firehouse. There is, there are indeed. There's a lot of politics in the fire service. Yep. And the stickers are a small break away <laughs> from all of that.
1: That's awesome. Well, man, I've really enjoyed having you out here. Thank you so much for being on the 2448. Yeah, that I appreciate it. Yeah, I wish you the best. Absolutely, thank you. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: we are online, NotoriousFire.com, um, and we're on Etsy if you cruise through Etsy and you want to do it that way, but uh, everything's on NotoriousFire.com.
1: Tick. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and learned something. If you want to be on the show or you know someone who should, head over to the 2448.com and submit your business. Don't forget to follow and subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If you thought it was four stars, still give us five stars or I will find you. See you next time. Later.